Welcome. Thank you for coming along. Um, it's a pleasure to have you here for the third. Hey, thank you for inviting me. So, do you want to tell us a little bit about your ship and what you do? So, our ship is called the uh, Arcadia, and I probably destroyed it. For That's how we name it, how we say it. And uh, we've been running, we've been testing out this ship for almost a year now. It'll be 12 months in uh, December. Uh, before that, we ran the USS Gladiator. Um, so it's it's been a very uh, up and down uh, roller coaster for the past eight years, uh, from going from the sovereign class and now the uh, uh, newer class. I'm brain farting on my own darn ship, uh, the Odyssey class. So it's a little bit bigger, a little bit uh, smoother looking, but uh, it's absolutely fine. So, so what made you change class? Uh, we were. Uh, looking at the classes over the years and we thought well let's test and see if we like this ship this class uh the sovereign class has really done us great things uh the stories uh have been a wide variety for us and uh we thought we'd try and see if the odyssey would be a little bit different see if we could uh expand our story arc because uh Several of us actually have uh, characters that span all the way back to the beginning of the sim. And uh, yes, and so we like to see them grow. Not many, not many ships can have that honor, you know? Right, right. It's a big honor to see you know, just two years, three years, five years. We're, we're getting close to that 10-year mark, and a lot of ships do that. So that's impressive. Not at all, and I hope you're having a party and that you're going to invite me. Oh, I will definitely invite you. We haven't planned anything <laughs> just yet, but uh, we might have to steal a couple of star bases. And get... That's okay. We've got an obsidian command we can hijack. It's absolutely fine. Heck yeah. <laughs> so you write in the Star Trek universe, which is massively changing at the moment. So we've got Discovery, we've got Picard, we've got Lower Decks, we've got the upcoming Section 31, potentially. We don't know much information about that. Um, we've got Strange New Worlds, and we've now got Prodigy. How does it change your ship? How do you kind of evolve the ongoing lore with what you're writing? So just like anything else, it's kind of a sticky situation. Some things we like, some things we don't. And we also have to see what the fleet likes and uh, introduces uh, fleet-wide. So uh, we also have the uh, books that are actually, you know, there's what, hundreds of books out there, both comic books and uh, we like to pick and choose certain things. If it's realistic and it could, you know, allow us to flow as a uh, sim, as a story arc with something new, we, we, we dabble in with it. Uh, one of our biggest ones, um, one of the biggest ones we actually took away from some of the books um, was the, well, it was primarily the uh, Voyager with the EMH, and then it expanded even further with the Voyager relaunches, which I personally love, uh, where we see the Doctor, uh, he's growing throughout the whole time. Not as much as we'd like to see, but he's still growing. And uh, we see a medical ship that's solely focused on uh, emergency med medical hologram technology from 
uh, deck one to deck, I think, six it is, or seven. So we expanded that story arc, or we tested that with our own uh, sim starting off, uh, where we were a Sovereign-class starship, which it's, at that time, it's been running for at least 10, 15 years, that class. Um, don't quote me on it, but we went ahead and used that ship, uh, retrofitted it with a uh, specialized EMH core or a holographic core. And uh, that story arc uh, ran for at least a year and a half. Um, and we ended it, but we still see the ramifications all the way back from all the way back then, as we have at least our primary focused character that continues to this day is uh, ran by my former XO. She's now my second XO uh, and a great friend. Um, but she runs a character named Emma. And uh, she, you, over the years, you see her grow from a emergency medical hologram to uh, she's now a personal assistant to the captain. Almost uh, Captain Hawkins doesn't have his own children. Uh, so he sees her as um, almost a daughter figure. And it's pretty cool to see them uh, interact with one another. Uh, she'll disappear for a bit on her own ex uh, adventures and come back here and there. So it's been very interesting. So that's part of how we um, take bits and pieces of the uh, expanding universe and add it to our sim. Technology-wise, we'll expand it here and there. Uh, when it comes to the actual society, how Star Starfleet's growing in certain areas, we watch to, we don't jump right away into it. Uh, we kind of see the R2-D2 type technology uh, repair robots and discovery. And I've had people actually ask, why don't we do that? Uh, and we only see that like maybe once or twice and we never see it expand further from that. So we watch with that. Uh, the holographic monitors or screens, we do that too. Um, we modified the, uh, with the uh, Gladiator, that's what we did. Instead of one of those big uh, monitors you see on the, or main view screens that you see on the bridge, we had a cut out, kind of like the idea of uh, at the end of uh, Star Trek Nemesis, you see damaged uh, bridge and they see the space and all that. Well, it's the exact same thing you see in Kelvin, you see in Discovery and now Picard. Uh, the technology just grows. So we kind of blend it the way we feel is comfortable. So you touched on missions. So what's been your favorite mission so far? Uh, so m one of my favorite, I guess my favorite mission uh, is called, well, I guess it's not really called that. I can't remember what it's called. I'm having issues pulling that up. So that's about on me. But uh, it revolved around what we called the Trinity. Um, so the way I kind of mess with uh, story, making stories is I'm watching TV and then I go on a, you know, tangent pretty much writing down notes and whatnot thinking about you know brainstorming on how we can modify that to make it work in our stories and i was going through dexter uh tv show and they okay. had yeah 
they had uh, the Trinity Killer, and yes. I, I I loved that character. And then it got to I was like, well, I can't really do anything with that per se. And it was always revolved around blood. Yeah. Uh, and then it got to spoilers. Whoever's out there that haven't watched it, and if you haven't, that's get on it. Um, I think it was season seven where they had the uh, four horsemen of the po- uh, apocalypse. Uh, I can't remember the, the killer. Um, but I kind of merged the two and thought about that would be kind of neat to see a religious sect uh, go off and start draining people for blood. And it was primarily humans that uh, human cult that found a, uh, a temple on a far across um, uh, deep within, you know, deep space. They're out on their own. They find a temple, they start reading and they find uh, a technology that is supposed to wipe all life out of existence. And I kind of also merged uh, the replicator technology from Stargate. So I was jumping back and forth. And I got that idea. And long story short, the it's called the Trinity Killer. It's a, uh, a unholy Trinity Killer, uh, Trinity group, uh, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So there was a guy named Kevin. He was the head guy, kind of weird, but that was his name. Kevin, he's the head, ha- head honcho, and he had two uh, spiritual leaders, and they were draining alien uh, people, uh, non-humans of their blood, leaving their corpse and then leaving us um, uh, their own signs and markings. And they were collecting all that blood for this machine. And supposedly it was supposed to kill all life. Um, And that lasted for about a year and a half or a year, year and a half. And we all just, we loved how it, you know, it really came around. It wasn't necessarily fighting people, but it was, uh, it dove into how, um, uh, how people can be, you know, racist and xenophobic yeah. and that, that really, we touched on that and we, we really grew as a, uh, crew. I've got, I've got former crew that still love that till this day. And, we all have our own points of views and how we handle things and how we see things, mm-hmm. but we were able to come together and no matter what we feel, see in this, you know, the society that we live in today, we were able to, you know, respect one another and write a great story arc that people still love today. And now we're actually uh, re-entering that somewhat again, we're kind of reviving it but in a different way. So it's, it's been one of those story arcs that we love so much. We want to kind of expand on it even more. So that that's my favorite mission. Okay. Well, that sounds really cool. It's a very interesting mission. Um, I will want links and stuff from you um, after we end this, just because I'll put For it in sure. the show notes so people can share. So I don't know if that site is gladiator still active the site. Uh, we're trying to repair it there 
and once it gets up is that what the problem yes, was yeah that was the problem i got it halfway up and then it just started acting funny because i kind of wanted to have these links for this group this show and so mm -hmm. i kind of failed on that but it's still working well, we can so. get that still that's fine we can we can obviously help between me um sep and um david i'm sure we can help you fix that but yeah no so sure. i will want links so do you have a favorite um joint post that you've done throughout the years mm, that's kind of hard um i thought about this for a long time you can time. do three you can do three i can do three yeah um jill jill did the three. <laughs> oh yeah okay so i it, think so she did one or two <laughs> so I, there is one joint post, which is also kind of a mission that a group of us did a couple years back. It wasn't on the site. It was actually in a Google Docs and it was like 50 page, 30 or 50 pages long, something like that. And we were I dabbling loved, with this. Yeah, I loved Google Docs. <laughs> I love it so much. We still use it till today. Like if people aren't using JPs, we're like, hey, go. We can do it in there and we can just like have at it we'll sit no, there definitely. all night and we've just keep on adding crap it's it's really fun um but we had a story called um uh, dark horizon it was gladiator dark horizon that was the story arc we were going to uh again do a year or two years worth of uh this story arc and uh Hopefully no one steals this idea because I, I feel like it could be a great uh, alternate story arc. Uh, basically, we were watching YouTube and we uh, stumbled upon a what if scenario if Earth was blown up, if it exploded. And what the ramifications would be to that. You know, Starfleet Command was and all these shipyards are the shipyards. And, uh, Mars, uh, the star bases around Earth, the, just completely collapses uh, the Federation and Star Starfleet, and we find our uh, heroes, uh, characters in an alternate timeline after we test out the uh, uh, transwarp drive, or I'm sorry, the slipstream drive for the first time with our ship. It launches us into the future, and then we see our characters six months later uh, pillaging, you know, or not pillaging, <laughs> trying to live uh, day to day, um, scavenging from surrounding planets, and they're still trying to figure out all the details. And uh, we see uh, uh, it's basically a 10 to 10 man group that's on a planet. We come back to uh, Gladiator and it's dead in the waters. It's hidden in a nebula. Uh, we have shuttles physically latched onto the hull by cables and we're slowly pulling it around so no one sees this uh, barely powered starship that once repaired, it, it could do devastating. It, it, sorry. It could do a massive amount of damage um, to the society around them. Uh, we see Starfleet is not Starfleet anymore. Uh, we see the Klingons expand drastically into Federation space uh, once they have a alliance. And it just 
It destroys the Romulan Empire. It's the ideas where it would destroy the Romulan Empire to just make a very um, warlike society. Mm-hmm. So we 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 played with that story, and we'd have new characters come in. They would all be in stasis pods on the starship, and then once we got a new player, we'd pull them in. Oh well, we just woke you up. We didn't have much mm-hmm. power. We didn't have much su- supply, so we put all the crew in stasis. So that's cool. That's uh, a, that's definitely a Task Force Twenty Nine Sim in the making there. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was. It, it kept on growing every every time we log on we'd have more people adding to this post and uh the fight scenes we had some really great fight scenes we had uh crew members that knew they were still starfleet but not at each other's throats uh, or at least the idea was there uh so it really didn't take off too much we had some issues and so i went ahead and stalled it or not stalled i I paused it. I think I posted on the sim so we could, you know, at least take advantage of our great work and see if people really enjoyed it. We could continue it down the road. So yeah, that was yeah. that's probably my favorite uh, joint post, and it's not even a joint post because it was in <laughs> Google Docs and we we're just having at it. So, see, I feel like you've kind of slipped around the question there with you know saying it's a, what a fifty? Did you say it was a fifty-page um, Google document? I'd have to check again. I think it was like 20 or 30. I feel like it was so long because okay. we would jump back and forth. So it yeah, was I think you definitely uh, skirted, skirted around the question there. <laughs> I did. I did. Um, I think when it comes down to it, it's uh, my favorite joint posts. That, in my mind, is a joint post because we never broke it up. We just kept on going. We kept on adding to it, and it in my mind, it was a joint post. My favorite joint post, if you really want something like that, would have to be um, probably when we see all of our crew uh, join the new star, new starship, and just seeing the growth and the friendships that we have. It continues on. It's great. That's that's brilliant. I love. I just love the storytelling that you're you're telling me all about here. Um, okay, so what's been your proudest moment? Uh, my proudest moment was actually the seven-year mark of Gladiator. Because personally, I see seven as a lucky number. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought five was a lucky number. But once we hit seven, we're just looking back at all the time we've wrote together between Gladiator and Arcadia. We just, we love it. Uh, we love our group uh we aren't always fully active when it comes to posting you know 60 to 80 posts a day day a month um but our friendship just continues on and that just keeps us going so yeah that's my that was my favorite moment in in seeing that by a community oh yes I, I love this community that we have so what was your first ever ship my first ever ship now when you ask that is that my first command ship or is that my first sim that i ever joined sim that you ever joined okay so it was actually called the uss gladiator and when i say <laughs> that 
It was in 2001, 2002, <laughs> in the early stages of Obsidian Fleet. And I can remember to this day, it wasn't the Sovereign class. It was actually the Intrepid class. I can't remember who ran the sim. I can't remember who all was on it. Um, but that was my favorite sim because every time I uh, log into the website, it had that Gerard Butler, who is actually the same uh, character of David Hawkins, his voice that you know just speaks up and it just says Gladiator from the movie that he did in Gladiator. So it all comes around to Gladiator. So that was my first ship. <laughs> Love it. And what was your first ever character? My first ever character, um, I can't remember if it was, um, um, on the Gladiator, it was Savar. So Savar was my first character. He wasn't my first made character, but that was my first character that I used in the fleet. Um, he was a Vulcan. He was a security, uh, security and tactical officer, and he went up the ranks pretty quickly. So. Okay, so you have your Arcadia captain and you have other characters around the fleet. Do you want to tell us a little bit about them? Uh, as of right now in the fleet, all I have is uh, the Arcadia character, Captain Hawkins. Uh, I did. Did Yes, I had to dwindle down because of activity and a newborn that we had. And it's not been easy, but uh, as of right now, we have. I have uh, Captain Hawkins. I had a character named Chris Harper, which was actually on your ship. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I love that character. I, I designed him to be an awkward engineer. Um, and I never really got that chance to test it out, but I really wanted to. So don't be surprised if There's I... There's always a guest spot. <laughs> yeah, don't don't be surprised if I ever try bringing him back out, and I probably will ask to be back on you, begging you, pleading you to let me come back. Um, and then there is, there was, and I still like him because I've had him for years. Uh, uh, Jordan Harper, or no, not Harper, Jordan Cooper. No, that's wrong. I've got Ian Cooper, who's a. I have them all mixed up in my head. Ian Cooper, who's an uh, intel officer, the actor that plays uh, Dembe off Blacklist, he's kind of inspired off of that. Okay. Um, so intelligence officer, really good. Uh, in, in my story arc on Gladiator, our story arc on Gladiator, I brought him in for a special character, and long story short, he, he kind of died. Your favorite era of Star Trek? My favorite era of Star Trek. Um, it's a split between uh, the TO or not, or I'm sorry. It's a split between the 24th century and the uh, 22nd century uh, when it comes to okay. Enterprise. Uh, I love uh, what they did with that story. I wish they had spun, you know, taken a little bit more time and expanded into, I think it was season five would have been great because the ideas that they had was amazing. Um, I think it, they would be running into the, what the Romulan war enterprise would get an upgrade. So I was really, I liked that. Uh, I mm -hmm. also liked uh, 
the Dominion War and uh, Voyagers. So those eras were, I enjoyed those the most. Fair enough. Is there an era that you don't really like? <laughs> um, I'm not a fan of the 24th century, or not, I'm sorry, 24th century, the 32nd century that they're doing with Discovery, but I also see what they're trying to do. And so it's, I'm still a little iffy on it. So I'm not saying it's not my favorite. It's just, essentially, it isn't my favorite. I don't hate it. And I'm trying to give it some more time. Um, We've only had one season. We've got to give it more. Yes, I want to give it more. The uniforms are ridiculous looking, but... Ah, see, I quite like them. And the the new ones, because obviously (sighs) at the end of Discovery Season 4, we get the... Is it Season 4 or Season 3? What season are we on? uh, Season 3. So this is Season season 4. So at the end of Season 4... Free. No, yes, yes. Yes, yes. We see, yes. Okay, I'm getting confused now. Um, we see the grey <laughs> uniform, don't we? With like the coloured patch. But um, from the yes. trailers, it's changed, the uniform's changed, and it's now like... Mm, really colourful. Red. Yeah, it's colourful. It kind of goes back to... The TOS era. Yeah, you know, it kind of, it kind of does go like back, back to that. But yeah, I really enjoyed their dress uniforms. Mm-hmm. But I really enjoyed Discovery. Like I really liked the uniform. Like I know yeah. I'm in a re- I know I'm in a really small minority here, but I really liked the uniform. It felt like it was an actual um, sort of a middle ground between Ent era and the original series. Yeah, yeah, I can I can go with that. Um, (laughs) I kind of feel like Discovery, and I think they kind of pushed it even more, the more militaristic aspect of it versus the exploration of um, what Enterprise is, uh, I'm sorry, what is it, Uh, Strange New Worlds. They're going more along that lines. Yeah. So, and I like those uniforms, um, the Enterprise crew. Oh, it really uh, does it justice, doesn't it? It does. It it's really nice. I like that. Um, the armor in just uh, now. I'm getting off track. No, um, it's absolutely fine. We can. I did say that we can go off track. It's absolutely fine. <laughs> um. So, uh, Discovery season. I I think they even two. have in season two. one. <laughs> well, I'm thinking of the armor, the actual tactical yeah, so season armor one that they have. Yeah. It was interesting, and then I did some more research and uh, listened to some other people and how they talked about it and why we didn't see armor in uh, DS9 when the during the Dominion War. We uh-huh. don't see armor. No one's wearing w- yeah. armor whatsoever. We're seeing uh, the uniforms, and they're dirty mm-hmm. as you know, ever, but you don't see armor, and I kind of yeah. get both just – I see the justification on both ends. I'm also military, so I, I kind of see that, yes. uh, the need of it. So, so you see it from that, but you see it from that point of view that obviously you wear armor in the military. Yeah, I mean, when it, uh, they so a lot of the arguments was that I've seen. You see plasma weapons, and you see phaser rifles. They'll just shoot right through it. Well, yeah, that's true, 
But when you have physical ballistic armor, and I'm not saying it'd be ballistic, whatever you would see in the 24th century, because you, you, you see uh, nanotechnology growing mm -hmm. even to this day, they have to have something. There was an argument yeah. that the uniforms had special, you know, coating over them. And let's be honest, it, it would just mean they're flame retardant. That's it. Um, <laughs> it just something is better than nothing. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. So in my mind, it's something is better than nothing. If you have nothing, you're kind of risking it. So. Uh -huh. I'm up in the air in that, but all in all, Discovery has been interesting. Um, not my favorite show, but it doesn't stop me from watching it, except for the last part of the season three. I don't think I finished that yet. <laughs> I haven't finished it properly, so you, we're there together. We could maybe we can do a podcast about us watching it. Oh, oh, that would be fun. Yeah, uh, you, you love. <laughs> I know you really enjoyed. I'd be like, eh, let's do it. Let's see what happens. So I'm up for that. That'd be fun. Right, we'll put it. We'll put it on our to-do list. Okay, but that our leads two. that leads in perfectly to how do you handle gatekeepers? What is your approach when it comes to people that refuse to watch it and just gatekeep it for the rest of us? Um. Well, I mean, if they want to be that way, that's their call. I mean, for the longest time, even I was like. I'm not going to do that. Look at how freaking stupid, excuse my language, how stupid the, the Klingons are. That, that does not look right. Um, but then I listen, then I have a friend on uh, uh, my sim. He's just like, well, I mean, we see that with the Klingons, not once, but twice, three times. So it's, it's not out of the ordinary to see this. And I was like, all right, yeah, okay, I can see that. Uh, and that's when I gave it a shot. Um, and so it's not the Klingons that I have an issue with now. It's other stuff. But it's the uniforms. It's been, the uniforms don't even bother me that much, even, except for season three. Season three's uniforms, duh. <laughs> okay, so we had touched on um, books. So I'm guessing that you um, see them as canon? Uh, the books? Mm -hmm. uh, yes and no. Um, so for the longest time, we didn't have anything between Star Trek Nemesis and Star Trek Picard. 20 and years, wasn't it? Yeah, it was 20 years worth. And we're talking um, all of us that love Star Trek, uh, the franchise, the, the stories that they had. We had nothing. And so mm -hmm. the only thing we could uh, lean on were actually one of two things, or two things in, in total were uh, the beta canon uh, and then Star Trek Online, which I guess is but isn't beta canon. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know what the difference, or I can't think of what the difference is between the two, but beta canon, you get all this stuff from the books. And if it was realistic, if, it, if you could see that, then we went with it. And so, yes, I, I did see it as um, some of it being actually canon until we actually saw Star Trek Picard come out. When Star Trek Picard came out, uh, we kind of, all right, cool. Yeah, that's great. 
what I love the best part, and quote me if I'm wrong, the one of the writers of Star Trek Picard actually wrote some of the books. Um, the I'm not sure. Star Trek I'm not, Voyager I'm not sure. relaunches. Not, oh, yeah. I'm not... I'm, now I gotta look it up. <laughs> I'm not sure, but I do know that obviously a lot of the writers um, for Picard seem to have more a uh, more of an understanding of Trek and how it how it feels to be a fan. Mm-hmm. It just it seems very much like they have watched the Next Generation, you know, that they are writing mm-hmm. it from that point of view. Like Discovery writers, don't get me wrong, I think they're brilliant, but I don't. I think they kind of. Because they've not they've not had Trek for so long, they've kind right. of had nothing to go on. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't really link. It didn't really link into any season, you know. So like, right. the next generation linked into Deep Space Nine, and obviously Deep Space Nine linked into Voyager. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Enterprise kind of was the beginning of all of them, and obviously the oh, original yeah. series is the original series, you know. Despite me never actually seeing more than about three or four episodes, it's the hey, original series, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of it kind of paved the way. But I right. found that it's... Discovery, it just it kind of had nothing to kind of lead from, so to speak. Yeah, and they were trying to find their own footing. So mm-hmm. um I think they were hit and miss. That's why I was kind of like, if you can't stand on your own and you have to pull from the other series, I get. Mm-hmm. But when it's way off track, it, in my personal view, it was uh, when we saw um, Spock. And why, in my opinion, it, it's great to have him in there. Yeah. Uh, because we see him grow, mm-hmm. which is great. But never in the decades of Star Trek, and this was my biggest issue and still is for Discovery, was. Uh, we have a stepsister of Spock, and she's the main antagonist throughout the whole thing, main character, the whole thing. And so it's kind of like how we are when we are simming, when we are COs of a ship or administrator of a sim, we look for, uh, okay, here's a new character. This is your chance to be the hero of your own stories and whatnot. But you can't have them connected in any way, shape, or form to canon characters, primary yes. characters of Star Trek. So that uh-huh. was my, that's kind of where I'm coming from because I love simming. I love writing. And the backbone of that kind of paved the way for how I felt for Discovery and uh, the character uh, herself. Yeah, I get it. So that was, that's where I come from. I'm not saying she's a bad actress, though she could have continued greatly on (laughs) The Walking Dead. (laughs) I don't know, I'm glad that no one has really brought that subject up before now. (laughs) I thought she was growing great. Her character in uh, The Walking Dead was awesome. Uh, yeah. She was kind of whiny, but then she wasn't, and then she really got that backbone. And then, spoiler alert, you know what she sacrificed herself for everyone mm-hmm. uh, was awesome. It was great. Um, yeah. And even if she hadn't done that, I think she would have been a great character till this day 
And so, her actress, she's great. Um, not the best. Gerard Butler's one of the best. But, you know, what do I know? Um, so that's that's my takeaway from all that. That's, that's your takeaway. I like that takeaway. Okay. On top of being an awesome commanding officer, you know, task force, yeah, executive You want to know how much I make per day, my blood type, <laughs> my... If only, if only. So you've got... Cards. You've got, you've got, obviously, you've got kids at home. Um, you've got a newborn baby. How are you balancing everything at the moment? I'm not. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> it's, it's stressful, but... Tired, uh, isn't it? It is. Uh, the way I set up the sim, I'll start with that way. Mm -hmm. The sim is started off, or the way I command any sim I've ever done since I started Gladiator, and this... Even before then, I was like, this is how I'm doing it. Because Gladiator and Arcadia weren't my first sim. I'll, I commanded. I'll be the first to admit it. Mm -hmm. I'll look at all the records. Um, it was the command staff have to work as a team. Yeah. Um, yes, I'm an administrative person. I take full responsibility. Anything that happens to the fleet, I filter it to the sim. If there's something that's not required, if it's not positive, or the sim, I don't necessarily share it unless it actually is going to affect the sim. Mm -hmm. um, so that's my role, and also leading the sim in story arcs, obviously. But my my command staff, which can be two to three others, and that's um, actually where my XO or my second XO now. She was my XO for so long. She had to step down for uh, she had a lot of stuff in real life, so she asked. Uh, step down for a second. We got another guy, and he's awesome, really awesome. Um, but the whole idea is, if I do something wrong, they have the keys to the sim. Yes, I pay for the site, I pay for uh, my time and energy into it, but they have all the same rights and powers that I do. So if I, how you know, if I have issues in real life, they can take over, and they have. Uh, I trust them fully, and there's no doubt in my mind that if something happens in my life, all I have to do is communicate with them, and they're like, okay, we got it, go. And vice versa, uh, I do the same thing with them. If I step out of line... So they're, so they're keeping, so they're looking after uh, you. Well, if real life is hitting us, we back one another up. That's really it. Do. And uh, we know stuff that's going on in our real lives. Some people keep that hidden. I am an open book for the mm -hmm. most part. My command staff and I, you know, we say the positive and negatives of one another's, you know, activity. Like if I am too busy and I haven't done anything on the sim, they correct me. I don't hold them back and they don't hold back either, which is great. And that's, that's helped a lot with yeah. what's gone on in my, in my life. My job is my job. I pay for the bills, but my primary focus is my family and Sim is part of my family and an extension. So that's how I roll. And I can continuously pay for my, my fun times, my family. And mm -hmm. um, that's how I do it. So uh, newborn, good. he is actually 
not too bad. Right now he's swinging, so he's he's happy. He's passed out, and uh, yeah, it's it's been a interesting road. So. When you obviously you said that you were going to be having a baby and stuff, loads of people gave you advice. Did you take any of it? Uh, some of it, <laughs> some of it. Um, so I have two previous. Like I said earlier, I have two previous kids uh, from a previous marriage, and every single kid is different. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I've learned some from that, but I treated this as my own, and it's been great. It's been awesome. Mm-hmm. That's good. Okay, so I've got a couple of quick fire questions for you now. Ooh. Okay. Stargate or Battlestar Galactica? Do I? My favorite of the three? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, that's easy, yeah. Stargate. <laughs> I knew you oh, were going to say that. The, what was the... You said Stargate or Star... Uh, Battlestar Battle Galactica. Oh, that, that's easy, Stargate, because I haven't watched much, if anything, at all. Of you've got to watch it. You've got to watch it. It's good. Okay, so is it... That's kind of like telling me, go watch Doctor Who. I've watched maybe a couple episodes, and I just can't get to it. How are we so, friends? If you haven't watched Doctor know. Who, how are we friends? How did I let you on my ship? I don't know. <laughs> well, it all started with Romulan L, and it just went downhill from there. Letting all the secrets out now. Okay, so <laughs> what other sci-fis do you love? Um, so I'm getting into the expanse that is super slow. I'm getting into that. I don't know if that's one. Uh, I don't know. Oh, uh, Dark Matter. Dark Matter was a great show until the last season. They just started throwing crap. That was crazy. Um, Andromeda Ascendant. Yeah. That I love that. I really did. And uh, to go back to Dark Horizon, the last season of uh, Andromeda Ascendant you find the ship uh, in another dimension, like a pocket dimension or something like that. And that's where I got that idea is Andromeda Ascendant is dead in the waters. No one has ships except for this crew. And they finally get to the ship. And it's, it's kind of where I was going with that. So, um, and then I don't know if Star Piercer is really a sci-fi, but sci-fi was good. It's a post-apocalyptic. Um, the plant's frozen. They're on a crane. I know they made a movie of it with your favorite uh, Chris it's Evans. Got my boy, it's got my boy Chris Evans in. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the movie is, I'm not going to lie, I tried watching it uh, a week or two ago, and it was late. I passed out. Um, the television series, <laughs> from what I've heard, is a lot better. I love the t- television series. Okay. Is there any, any other programs that you love? Not that I can think of, Tom. Sorry, I was taking a gulp of my beer then. <laughs> huh? I've what? got beer. I've got beer. Oh, lucky beaver you. That sounds great. Well, Hold on. <laughs> well, it is, it is nearly easy notes. I've got an hour till midnight. Um, okay, last Sorry. question, I promise. Do you have any episodes of Star Trek that you've watched that always gives you inspiration to write? Oh, well, first, you don't have to cut off before midnight that's on you i don't care i can stay on this for a while <laughs> two um my favorite episodes um so i don't know if we really hit on my favorite tv series or uh, the star trek tv shows it was always a split between ds9 and 
Voyager. Mm -hmm. um, and I loved Voyager because they were lost in space. Uh -huh. um, they could have done it a little bit better in certain areas. But that's also why I kind of like your sim too. You guys are out there on your own. You're either SOL or you save the day. Um, I like the uh, Scorpion. That T or that episode was good. Uh -huh. uh, those were good ones where uh, we see Seven of Nine before she's in the tight outfit, which everybody loves apparently. Um, I know it. I saw nothing useful out of that except for the sexual aspect of it, and that was just ridiculous. Come on, yeah. You know? Um, we, but we won't go into that, otherwise, we will be here to midnight. <laughs> do what I said, otherwise, we will be here to midnight. If we get into oh my gosh, midnight of tomorrow night for crying out loud, how stupid it was. <laughs> um. I loved Seven of Nine. Uh, the other one was the pretty much almost every single uh, TV show. Well, I won't say every single one of them. Uh, any of them that have alternate realities, I love mm -hmm. those. I really do. Enterprise, the last two episodes, though, it was kind of rushed. was good. I enjoyed it. Oh, I love the Mirror Universe so much. Right? Um, I've got a whole area on Rosie around the Mirror Universe. Really? Yeah. Uh, I did not know that. The well, it's it's like it's slightly well, it is a mirror universe, but it's we call it the shattered universe because it's not the same, huh? Is it? It's not the same. No, so it oh changes. It changes. A when does it change? Oh, instead of um the Terran Empire being destroyed back in the original series, it carries on, mm -hmm. and the Klingons join our side. Oh yeah. Oh. That'd yeah. be cool. It's been a running theme for six years. I love those. Um, we had something similar to that. We were playing with it for a year. Uh, we never called it the Mirror Universe, never the Shatter Universe, but it was. Um, that was a cool. Uh, um, actually, it was a, J, a joint post, so. Mm -hmm. It didn't last too long, but what it was, was I had the idea of seeing the gladiator respond to an issue, drop out of warp, and then a wormhole or something like that, you know, pops up and we see uh, the Sovereign class starship right in front of an uh, Excalibur class starship that is beefed up more than ever. And the view screen pops, and you see the alternate version of David Hawkins uh, on the monitor, and he's scarred up, and he's pretty much ready to just chew up the gladiator. And it's like that is the USS Gladiator right there in an alternate reality. You know, it's just oh, that was that was fun for me. Fair enough. That sounds definitely sounds fun. You're gonna have eh, to get I mean, if, you, if you've got all these links. You're gonna have to let me have them once you've got your site um, sort of sorted. I can't imagine I'm gonna get to put this out until probably halfway through November. That's fine. We're not in any rush. Hopefully um, by then we have Starlink out here, and I don't have to worry about hot spotting. Oh, is that what you're doing? Is it? 
Uh, it's a mix between hot spotting and tethering off my phone. So oh, it's bless you. yeah. So it's hit and miss. Yeah, you guys no, love the art. Couple hundred megabytes per second. I enjoy my twenty to fifty megabytes per second. E -e -e, man, that's not good. But I'm gonna let you go because I'm gonna go to bed. Well, I'm I say go to bed. We we all know I don't go to sleep before like one o'clock. Um, yeah, it's gonna be like to... another four hours before you even get off the dang Discord. How can I make any problems for you to wake up to if you're always on? This is ridiculous. But this, this is my this is my rationale. If if I'm awake, you can't cause any. <laughs> but thank you so much for you know coming along this evening. It's been fantastic. It's been a really fun um, conversation. And I'll probably talk. I'll probably I'll probably DM you in a minute. Ta-ra. Okay. Say uh, 